0: Welcome into Smooth Operators with your hosts, Noah, Griggs, and Ben, going through the world of Formula One. If you want to interact with the show today, you can tweet
1: at us at Noah underscore Phillips at Junior underscore McClurkin and at the Griggs B. It's time for the green flag and it's lights out and away we go.
2: And welcome into Smooth Operators, the smoothest F1 show on this planet and any other planets that have life on them. My name is Noah Phillips, then the man I right is Gregs Blankenberg, the man at the top of the radio dial is Ben McClarkin, the Hello. man at the left of the radio dial is absolutely no one. It's a wall. The it's wall. the wall. The wall is to the left. Um, but All right. what happened down in Mexico is going to stay down there, folks. So we're not going to give you any updates about what happened at the Mexican Grand Prix. Is that that right? That is actually
0: incorrect. That is not valid. We are going to be talking first about the Formula 1 Grand Premio de la Ciudad de Mexico 2023 at, I'm going to have to say it again because I love how I do it, the Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez in Mexico City. Mm. You got it right. I did get it right. Rodriguez? Won by, of course, you guessed it, everyone, Mr. Max Verstappen, number one of Red Bull, with a time of two hours, two minutes, 30 seconds, point eight one four. Followed in second place by Sir Lewis Hamilton himself, 13 seconds behind Max Verstappen. And in third place, rounding out the podium, is one of the prancing horses, Charles Leclerc, with 15 points. Followed by him, his teammate in fourth place, Carlos Sainz of Ferrari. Then Lando North of McLaren in fifth. George Russell of Mercedes in sixth. Daniel Ricciardo scoring his first points this season in Formula 1 since returning to take Alpine's number two seat, scoring six points. Alpine. I'm um, sorry, Altari. There you go. Not Alpine. I saw A. I saw A. Um, Six points for uh, seventh position. Uh, position. Oscar Piastri in eighth, getting four points from McLaren. Alexander Albon for Williams getting ninth, winning two points of them. And rounding out the top ten is my guy Esteban Alcon, one point. For this, the guy from Alpine number thirty-one, and I just barely missed double <coughs> Alpine points by about four seconds. Shout out Pierre Gasly in eleventh.
2: But well, if you wouldn't have said anything, they would have had a one-two. Ben probably is that how
0: it Come works? Yeah, yeah that that's how it that's works. how it goes. Um, Esteban is really grateful that we weren't having uh, a show back in twenty twenty-one during what Turkey?
1: Oof, yeah. Very glad that we weren't predicting anything back then.
0: But this race, I mean. Well, we have to start off the top with Sergio Perez getting out at the first corner in his home ground free.
1: Yeah. And it took Max all but one corner to have the lead, even though he started down in fifth, um, uh, which I just think is incredible. Um <laughs> not it's it's really not surprising one bit. Um in I mean, there were some other highlights. There was obviously that huge crash from the Haas due to what is believed to be a suspension failure on Kevin Magnuson's car, forcing him out of the race. There were several retirements. Um, notably, Logan Sargent, as the race ended. <laughs> it, just a very bad luck weekend for him. Um, what else, what else? We had...
0: Both Aston Martins getting Both out.
1: Aston Martins. Yeah, double DNF is just horrendous for them. Um, they are now... A long way back on fourth place, but they're also a long way ahead of Alpine in fifth place. So I have a hunch that they're going to be trying new things and experimenting with the car because,
0: well, they have nothing to lose
1: and they have very little to gain.
0: They do have a little bit something to lose now. So they started off the season in second place in the constructors. Now, after that performance and McLaren getting points there. Twenty points back in the constructor standings now for Aston Martin when they were looking at a potential top three finish for this season at the start, didn't really make too many improvements at the car. We talked about that in the past couple shows. But it looks like they're gonna unless they find some form in these last three races, Brazil, Las Vegas, and Abu Dhabi, then they will be in the middle of the paddock next year, just twenty points behind McLaren. They're not gonna get down to sixth. Alpine is probably gonna hold on to that one and with a hundred and one points. So yeah. I mean, the bottom, the bottom half. We could see a potential fight to see how this goes out because Al- Alphatari and Alpha Romeo are tied at 16, and Haas is at 12. So, Ben, being our history guy, what is really the t- what's the tiebreaker if they're tied on points?
1: Um, if they're tied on points, it goes down to aggregate race finish, and if that's tied, then it's aggregate qualifying finish. So, the sum of your, uh, the sum of your uh, race finishes, mm-hmm. which would be, you know, if you finished on average. Eleventh place in the race, and your competitor finished on average in twelfth place, then you would get that championship decider
2: gotcha
0: thank you Ben
1: and it's very unlikely that that will happen, but it's possible
0: hey, you never can tell, but no yeah, uh, and I
1: mean you can tie for positions in the constructors, just not the drivers but
0: no for your for your prancing horses, one two in the in the in the qualifying three four in the race, so that's not the worst thing that could have happened not bad, not, not bad. bad definitely they, not the worst they did not get a DNF, so we're making small, we finished the race.
2: Small steps. When we had somebody on a podium, we got to kiss a trophy.
0: Small steps. Matter. But yep. I mean Ferrari has shown this year they have kind of bounced back and made improvements. Did did y'all see that guy that
2: was uh fighting somebody in the stands? Yep. Yeah, like it a classy. true true American Americana right there in Mexico. That's what I'm talking about.
1: Was it an American? Maybe. I don't know. I it think was it was Fra- just I think somebody it was a Ferrari fan, wasn't it? It was somebody it's mad. It's always to the see, Ferrari fan. It was somebody mad to see Checo retire, is what
0: I what I heard, it's all—it's always the Ferrari fans. It's it was a
2: rational Ferrari fan there. There it's are no,
0: we, as we said on the show, there are no rational Ferrari fans. We've discussed this, Noah, in there, depth. There are none. Exactly. This is, your, this is your counseling session as a Ferrari fan, kind of counseling.
2: No, I don't need counseling. You're a Ferrari fan. No, I don't. You I'm take. Fine. What you can take what you get. I am. I am okay. I, I do not cry at home alone at night because I am a Ferrari fan. I do that for different reasons. The uh, Ferrari uh, fans actually help me out. Nice. So.
0: All right, let's take a quick look at the driver's things. Of course, Max Verstappen's already wrapped up his third World Drivers' Championship with a 491 points, and now the question is about second place with Sergio Perez of Red Bull Racing, 240 points, now only 20 points ahead of Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes. That has become a big task for him because last year he had a chance to get second in the Constructors, lost out on that to Charles Leclerc, and he might lose out on second again to Lewis Hamilton with three races to go. It's close he close, and then we also have a tie for fourth right now with Carlos Sainz of Ferrari and Fernando Alonso of Aston Martin 183 and then Lando Norris raging back up the leaderboard with a return to form 169 points he is 3 points above Charles Leclerc who is currently finished sitting in seventh position followed by George Russell so we could have a uh, it's it's weird now because like I've seen some F1 fans talk about it. you just can't you just have to ignore the first place and in the and in the both championships right now, because that's going to happen. Yep. But you're not going to have fun in those races if you're just looking for that result. You have to look at the midfield action. This is where we find out the true wheelheads, where we separate that's the true. wheelheads from the DTS fans.
1: That's true. And, Griggs, you've come a long way as a Formula One fan. I have come a long to way. To not be Hey, upset. I'm not a Driver,
0: a driver Survive fan, because remember, I did watch a race before I watched Driver Survive. That is a fact.
1: You did. By
0: fact, coincidence. Fact or fiction. That is That is indeed a fact.
1: Well, I will say... Though you, though you are influenced by the DTS era of F1, you are not a DTS-exclusive fan, so that's good. I know people who have just watched the documentary and never watched a race, and you're definitely not that. Pit Stop Podcast. Yeah, Pit Stop Podcast. So, with that said... Um, I'm kidding. Yeah, Perez is in an interesting spot um, in that team because Ricardo has now scored points in an Tower. Um something that Nick DeVry couldn't do and they w- were looking at him as a potential replacement for Perez if Perez retires or crashes out in the first corner or knocks off three front wings or does something like that um so now Ricardo is looking kind of good for a spot here not going to lie um i think what makes it what makes it interesting for Perez is that he's got a contract for next year and he's addressed he's addressed the rumors according to ESPN by saying rumors are rumors people will say what they want but i have a contract for next year i expect red bull to hold hold or i hold red bull to that so seeing seeing him out of a seat is going to be a little bit i mean it's not out of the question for red bull it's not out of character but i would be surprised considering the amount of confidence that he's put in the team on his contract so we'll get more into that
2: later
0: and here comes Noah's favorite sound effect.
2: I don't want peace. I want problems always. We are going to want problems in this next segment, folks. You best believe it. Oh, yeah. Time to get yeah. controversial.
0: Um, a little, little sad note, though. Logan Sargent with um, Daniel Recorder scoring points last week, and he is now 21st. In the 20-team drivers championship, only above Nick DeFries, who is currently sitting in 22nd position. Let's go.
2: He did He's score points. Nick
0: DeFries, though, that's what matters. Yep. That's hey, my prediction came true. He did score points before Nick DeFries exactly. this season. That is true. Not not in total, but this season. Oh, and come. no, and no, missed the trash can. No, missed
1: the trash can. I hate it here. I hate it
0: here. But I mean, going into this weekend, I mean, three back-to-back races. Yep. It's Great, but. We're gonna
1: miss it for a little we are, while.
0: And we're going to miss it when we hit January and February for this show. We are yeah. very much gonna miss it. But I'm just trying to look and see what we could talk about for these last little bits. I mean, Daniel Ricardo, I mean, starting off P4 in the Avatar, getting yeah. P7 in that car for the race on Sunday. I mean, I mean, it's a sprint weekend this weekend, so it is. Is it out of the assumption to say that he can do? More than seventh this weekend in the Alphatary. I
1: mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I kind of feel like they've been sandbagging that car for a few a few months now, just to show that their car isn't a Red Bull. But I feel like it it may actually be. I feel like there might be some untapped potential, despite what they say about development. Obviously, there's enough enough of their own development to comply with the regulations. But tenfold hat time, oh, maybe, boy. maybe just maybe the alpha tauri is actually just a tuned back red bull
2: hmm maybe And full hats are on folks
1: that is that is that is possible and maybe just maybe they've been sandbagging that car's performance in order to not give too much away and to get a better evaluation on their on their drivers in those seats so maybe they'll they'll have a pace that's set by the red bull then they'll have a pace that's preset by the alpha tauri and or, then if their drivers don't live up to that pace, they get dropped.
2: Or both of those drivers that are in the Alfatari seats right now are very inconsistent. True. And they have not looked the best to take the ten full hats off. Oh, take, okay. Take, take them off? Take okay. them off. Maybe the drivers are kind of the problem. Maybe not Daniel or Ricardo. No. But the people that came before him could definitely have been the problem for that car. And Yuki Tsunoda can
0: drive. Just not yeah, amazing but he can't. He I can't mean, keep
1: his his ears
0: clean. You I know, mean, he Pierre, can't stay Pierre, out of the mud. And Pierre technically won a race in that out in that in an Alphatari. So. Not that Alphatari. Not that one, but a different one. Definitely not one, that one. One of the alphataris of all time. That
1: that Alphatari that Pierre was in was consistently the fourth or fifth fastest car um across a race weekend. This one is very clearly seventh, eighth, ninth, or tenth. It's it's not. It's not a very fair comparison. Because that car is not the same.
0: I mean that at that, all. With Ricardo scoring six points, that jumped Avatari from a tenth to eighth. Yeah, and that's so uh, that's pretty. I mean, he almost so Yuki has eight points now technically. Yes, he's got six. So,
1: so the team now has a total of fifteen points.
0: It says sixteen points, but I don't know. Oh,
1: counting sprint weekend
0: uh, points. So oh, okay, yeah. They oh. had
1: they had a seventh place finish. in sprint. I think a sprint. Yuki did have sprints
0: because I yeah, didn't. Yeah, Yuki that got
1: that. seventh in a sprint.
0: But yeah, that is going to do it for our talk on the Mexico Grand Prix. When we come back, there's one driver that's been rumored to potentially replace Sergio Perez at Rebel. We've not even talked about on this show yet, but what are we talking about? You have to come back after the break to find out. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM.
1: And we're back, everybody. Hello, hello. I'm your good friend, Ben McClark, and Joined alongside me is Griggs Blankenberg. Across from me, Noah Phillips. As always, we are keeping it smooth, breezy, and chill. Until we don't. And There's that's when the fun starts. Speaking of chaos, who are we going to talk about today? The Mexican Minister of Disaster, Sergio Perez. Griggs, take it away.
0: I I want problems, always. Yes. So with that, we're talking about a rumor that's spread around the paddock a little bit these past week. It's about uh, Sergio Perez, has been said, and Fernando Alonso. Who? Mm Hmm? Um, Some suggested last week that he, according to ESPN, he might be losing faith in Aston Martin, the team he joined at the end of last season from Alpine. the Spaniard's loyalty also seemingly in question, the 42-year-old Spaniard was linked with a shock move to Red Bull as a replacement for Sergio Perez in social media speculation after Sunday's Mexican Grand Prix. He has said, I'm not demotivated at all. I'm still enjoying a lot of the project, According to about, talking about Aston Martin. I love the team. I think we had an incredible season, even if now we are not obviously fast enough. There are going to be some rumors in Formula 1. We should not believe, maybe, that people that are saying those rumors, these rumors are coming from people that are just social media guys. They just want some followers. It's a shame, and I'll make sure there are consequences. So, consequences coming Oop. from a shock rumor that he could potentially go to Red Bull. <laughs>
1: Try and stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you, Fernando. I don't think you can punish me for saying anything about rumors. I mean, um, I'm not clout chasing at all. I'm just reporting what other people are saying.
0: We, we are reporting what others have said. You're we a journalist. just, we, You're just a journalist. we just,
1: we just read Reddit. That's all we do. No,
0: you read Reddit. We don't. We read Twitter
1: and Twitter. That that counts as well.
0: X X X. Yes, whatever Sorry.
1: it's called. But but I mean, what is what is Fernando supposed to do about it? You know, like. This happens all the time. I don't know why he's taking this so seriously. Really, if it wasn't an issue, he would just downplay it and be like, nah. Instead, he's getting very riled up about it. And that's kind of unusual, honestly. Kind of goes on my radar a little bit, if you know what I'm saying. A lot of times when you ask a person if they did something that they shouldn't have or are doing something that is not widely perceived to be good, they'll go, no, I'm not. And they'll get very defensive about it. I kind of feel like this is a big n- "uh" from Fernando. I think. I think maybe tenfold hat time. He actually is going to Red Bull. Tenfold hats off. He's probably not going to Red Bull. Um, I definitely, definitely think that there's good security as a number one at Aston Martin, um, which he would not get at Red Bull for sure. Um, there's, there's, he's 42, so it's kind of late in his career to be. Chasing a championship, but I think if he went to Red Bull, he has a chance there. I just think he'd get beaten by Max, and that would be much, much more difficult than say Lance Stroll.
0: What makes you say that? Oh, Lance, I don't,
2: I don't. Lance Stroll is the number one driver. He's got a chance to be a one, uh, one, at least
0: a even up there in Red Bull. One time Truth. pole, one time pole getter, Lance Stroll. I forgot about that. But yeah, so along the lines, we have a little more added wrinkle to that story. Helmut Marco. Blames Fernando Alonso for retirement rumors. Um, and it's uh, the talk about Fernando Alonso's retirement rumors that frustrate the Aston Martin drive to the point they threaten the media responsible w- with consequences. Red Bull advisor Helm Marco, known for his casual marks, according to Sports Illustrated, said he can known well imagine for,
1: known for his casual
0: remarks, <laughs> <laughs> said he can well imagine if Fernando Alonso, it w- if it was Fernando Alonso who started the rumors. Um, that's no, that's an
1: unusual go. thing to say.
0: I don't want to. Uh, he wrote on a social media platform. I don't want to believe the rumor that they have told me now in the paddock. No. A few days later, he clarified that the post had nothing to do with the driver exchanges between Tweems or withdrawals. But the rumor bill reached greater heights, suggesting that Fernando Alonso would take Perez's Red Bull seat next season. Um, uh, clearly, Alonso was annoyed with the rumors that led to him to him to warn the ones responsible during a media session ahead of the Brazilian Grand Prix this weekend. He told a journalist, Julian Ceresoli I respect those of you who have been here for years are professionals, do your job. These rumors are coming from people who are not in this room, who are just doing this for fun, but there are consequences. Uh, but Helmut Marko thinks he could have started, uh, that Alonso could have started the rumors to create a mood as a result of the disappointing run with Aston Martin lately.
1: Interesting.
0: So in a conversation that did not involve him, it was just rumors, Helmut Marko was like, you know what, let me jump in on this one.
2: Let me give these folks what I think. Let, let me give these folks just like the opinion just of like, Helmut Marko. Just
0: like the referees who, who we go to watch every Saturday in Jordan here. We we are ready. We watch F1 to see what for uh Helmut Marko has to say.
1: Yep. Let this man cook. No. He's cooking right now.
0: Who let Bro cook? Let this
2: let this man go up on the uh media stage. I mean really, who let him who, talk to the press? Who in
1: the Red Bull PR team
0: it's letting this man go out. It's talk. Who, who's it's letting no him speak? He's like walking out of the paddock. He's just walking by the um the reporters and he's just like, I got something to say. Let me cook
1: for for y'all real quick.
2: He just walks out, I mean, sees somebody with a media pass. You You come
1: here. Come here.
0: You wanna get some clicks? <laughs>
1: hey buddy, you wanna
2: make a quick dollar.
0: Congrats, kid, you're up. Oh, my goodness. You're ready to get verified, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no. We're going to make a star out of (laughs) you. So, but I mean, every driver's seat is technically um, set for next season. We do have to mention that. Besides, it's not technically happened yet, but Logan Sargent still has not technically been renewed for next season. So, All but one. He'll be all right. He can come on the podcast if he wants to. Yeah, I would love that. welcome all current and past Formula One drivers. You are welcome. Just – you can message our social media accounts. And yeah. So we have that. But I mean, Fernando Red Bull, I mean, he just needs. If he does. I thought Aston Martin was going to be his last stop. I still think it will be. I
1: kind of think it will be. I feel like next year may be a victory lap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it'll be.
0: Now, the question is is he going to kind of do what uh, Kimmy did, where at the beginning of the season, I think it was, where he said he was going to retire? Or was it going to be like kind of how Sebastian did it for the last like two or three races? Or is he just going to be like, I feel like it'd be very Fernando, like go through the whole season, and then at the end be like, yeah, I'm done. Hmm.
1: I think I think it could be any of those options. I think he could he could take the Vettel route and just be like peace at at the last race and make it make it very sentimental and play that up. Or or he's just going to stay in F1 until he like breaks something and then retires. I I mean I really don't know. I think he could he could he could stay in this sport as long as he wants to, and I would not complain. He's kept the driver market interesting for twenty two
2: years. It's ridiculous, it isn't he? Didn't he? Didn't a report come out the, like the beginning of the season where it was like Fernando Alonso is really into like helping the development and the furtherment of Aston Martin? Yeah, wasn't that like a thing? Is yeah, it like he's basically just going to stay there as like an advisor, pretty or much. Something. So yeah, I think he'll make he'll make it through the year, and he'll leave
1: he said he wanted to be senior leadership I think there's even a potential for him coming on in like uh an ex-driver slash team principal role in the future that could be very interesting maybe Uh, he'll
2: take Marco's role yeah that would
1: that would be interesting especially considering the fact that Fernando Alonso has never been associated with Red Bull in in their whole history that'd be very entertaining I mean we could see something like what Alan Prost did back in the day he had a team Jackie Stewart had a team um there were several other drivers um, that had had their own teams. Um, Nelson Piquet had a team, if I remember correctly. So, you know, they're, they're in, in Formula One's long history, there have been a lot of driver team owners, and then there have been a lot of ex-driver team owners. And I think Fernando could do that fairly successfully. Um, that said, his role outside of F1 is is going to look very different than his role inside of F1, whatever that looks like. I'm not really sure.
0: I think he will still be around for a while. So I think that will be yeah, a good thing. He's definitely got pace. Because he still has not technically um... Oh, is that the man texting you right now?
2: That is the man texting me, giving him giving us his opinion.
0: What did, what did, what did Mr. Opinion man have to say today?
2: I hate Helman Marco. Who is the man?
0: Whoa. well, hate's a strong. We should hate is a strong word. you are called man. to treat everyone with kindness and respect. Who, so that, who is the man? You know this man. You know we'll talk about it off air. But yeah. okay. Well, we appreciate I do you know listening. This man. Thank you for the hey, listen. Thank you, man. Thank you for thank you, li- thank you for well, a recurring guest of the show. Uh, that's all we're gonna say. But I see. But yeah, I mean, going back to Hellmark, I mean, he does not need to speak on everything. <laughs> it's getting to the point where, like, okay, I mean, um. What's uh? Adrian knew he's really the brains behind the engineering part. Now it's getting to the point of he's more of the uh, leader now. What can Helmet Marco do that doesn't? What is he adding to the team that mitigates his hurting of the team? Nothing.
1: He's he's there because he was a racing driver and gave consulting advice on their junior drivers and made important decisions in the past. He's kind of I don't know, man. It's just weird for him to be saying or doing anything he's not even technically a paid um a paid employee of red bull so it, it's just it's just unusual how he how he works in the structure of that team and it's it's odd that he has so much say in the driver but, market
0: but i mean i still think i mean with everyone signed till next year i feel like again some rebel could figure something out but like yeah I mean, Perez, really, if he just wants to fix all this, just finish second in the championship this season, which is going to be harder than at the end because right now I think he's not even running in the top 15 in qualifying. So that one's going to be a little tough, but I mean. was question one, though. I can think well, we're getting rain. I'm seeing the radar. Um, but, no, okay, so now Perez is fifth. But my thing yep. is I think if anyone's going to go to Red Bull, it's going to be Ricardo. Yeah, because that can be the easy switch. But so
1: it could be yeah. Ricardo, and then Lawson will and
0: take his seat. I don't think Fernando would go to Red Bull, especially with again, kind of like he was brought into Aston Martin, kind of bring them into this new era of like they have this brand new factory now in Silverstone. They're doing all yeah. this stuff. It's not even been a they fall. have a
1: world champion driver. You know, they've got they've got everything they, going. They for got them. Lance Stroll, and then they have Lance Stroll, who might cause his dad to sell the team.
2: I don't think that's ever gonna.
0: That's not gonna happen. We'll they'll, see. He'll get it passed
2: down to him.
1: Man, that would be great. A driver team owner in Lance Stroll.
0: Oh, boy. But, yeah, Andretti can't get a team yet? Mm. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, that is going to do it for our talk on Fernando Alonso and some of the Red Bull rumors. When we come back, it's time for our race weekend preview. We're in Brazil, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to preview the Brazil track, and then after that we'll get to our picks and previews of the weekend. So do not go anywhere. Next segment, the second half of the show is coming up next. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM.
2: Welcome back into Smooth Operators, the smoothest F1 talk show slash podcast this side of the Western Hemisphere. And we are going to break down this upcoming Brazil Grand Prix. Griggs, you know I can't pronounce any of these words. Europe.
0: You ready for the government name? Paulo. Government name. Give me Here the we government go. name. <laughs> the Formula One Rolex Grande Premio de Sao Paulo 2023. That's a little bit of Portuguese for you. So there we go. This race is being. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't do it for the applause. I do it for you all, all the listeners out there. It is at the Autódromo José Carlos Pace. I think. Patchy. Patchy. Yep. Not again. Not great with my Portuguese. Better with my Spanish. But yes, the first Grand Prix was held here back in 1973. 71 laps uh, with a circuit length of 4.309 kilometers and a race distance of 305.879 kilometers. Lap record here. I'm starting to notice the trend. Some of these tracks. A lot of this name pops up a lot. Is one minute 10 seconds point five one five four zero milliseconds it is Valtery Botas back in 2018 this track at the uh, this track in Brazil 15 turns two DRS zones both one the first one touching the sector three and sector one and then the last one sector one going into sector two 15 turns 15 turns and a whole lot of racing so Ben yep Brazil <clears throat> classic track lots of elevation
1: change. Um, weather's always going to keep it interesting. Um, it can be pouring down rain on Saturday and completely dry on Sunday. Um, there's all kinds of different condition changes that are potential because it's located in between two lakes. And because there's two lakes, there's a lot of evaporation. A lot of evaporation means a lot of moisture. So humidity is always a factor as well as is heat because we are currently in the midst of the rainy season down in Brazil. So expect, expect to see some, some drops here and there. Maybe if, if the weather's permitting, it'll be sunny. If it's not, which it probably won't be expect a lot of rain. Um, let's see what else is there. There's a great opening sector between turn one, two, three, and four, that long sweeping left-hand curve on turn four into the straights. Very important Um, it's, it's a great, great chunk of track there. Um, turn one is very, very steep downhill. Um, as you go around that, you want to get set up very well into turn two and the slight bend on three and into four, as you go around that Shooting down the straight into turn five, which is almost 90 degrees, but it's a high speed, 90 degree corner, um, coming in at about 130 miles per hour. I guess it's more of a medium-speed corner if you really want to be technical about it. There's two chicanes, but they're not really chicanes. Um, oh gosh, it's just a gorgeous track. I love it. I love it so much. It's, it's a classic. It's one of my favorite tracks to drive in any of the simulator games that are out there. Um, it's on multiple great titles that I will not mention right now. Um, it's the Formula One game,
0: officially licensed by EA Sports. Except for that one that oh, I will mention. Whoa. All right.
1: I'll mention that.
0: But also, it's also time for our smooth operator weather report. So we travel down to Sao Paulo, Brazil, where Meteorol just not licensed or anything. Griggs and Noah talk about the weather down there. Right now, it is currently has a 75% chance of rain during this first qualifying session. It is a sprint oh, weekend, ladies and gentlemen. 75% chance of rain. Going to be raining through the night. And tomorrow with a high of 80 rain chance of 15%, 5% later in the evening. So it's probably not going to be a factor for the sprint uh Race It probably also will not be a factor for um, during the sprint shootout tomorrow morning. And then Sunday, it looks like it'll be fine. 73 degrees, 4% chance of rain in the evening, 54. So probably will be around that 68 degree, 67 degree temperature tomorrow uh, during the race on Sunday. So some high winds, though. 50 mile an hour gusts on Sunday with Saturday during the day around 13. Right now it's around 11 miles an hour currently in Sao Paulo.
2: It is also a UV index of extreme coming up these next two days. Today is a three of moderate, but a 13 on Saturday and a 11 on Sunday. So be on the lookout. Wear your
0: sunscreen if you're down
2: there. And
0: qualifying wow. one has completed. The drivers who were knocked out in session one were Zuki Sonoda, Daniel Ricardo, Valtteri Botas, Logan Sargent, and Joe Guanyu. So two double eliminations for uh, Alpha Tari and Alpha Romeo, and then one for Williams. But that is the end of. Of Q one, but yeah, I mean this track, going off on it. The um, work began on the track um, all the way back in 1938. They took the dry, The track designers took their inspiration from three main circuits: Brooklands in the UK, Great Roosevelt track. Raceway in the United States, and Maultretry in France. So there is that. Um, but it was buoyed by the success of Brazil's Emerson Fittipaldi. Yes, Did I say that last name right. Fittipaldi. Fittipaldi. Um, jetted the, into Interlagos for world championship race in 1973. Uh, fans retreated to home win in the first three Brazilian Grand Prix with Fittipaldi victorious in 1973 and 74. And Carlos Paquet, who they named... Patchy. Patchy, sorry. Patchy. Who they named the track after now at the very end back in 1975. But a lot of bank corners. Um, so they're on a sort of half oval at the start. Uh, the track... Um, returned to the F1 calendar back in 1990. Um, there's the Senna straight and down right into turn four. But yeah, it's a great atmosphere that F1 is talking about with this.
1: Oh yeah. Um, it's always a party in Brazil. Um, Brazil known for its soccer and a little bit more for its motorsport internationally. No, it's not. Soccer is number one there. But F1 may be a close second. I think that it is one of my favorite tracks, not just because of the nature of the track itself, but also due to the atmosphere. It's the fans get very, very into it. They love Lewis Hamilton down there. Um, he Honor- won honorary citizen. He is an honorary citizen of the country of Brazil. He won his first world championship, doubtfully, uh, from that track.
0: Still pending investigation.
1: Yeah, investigation still pending on that
2: one. Um, Going
0: back to that, this what was the uh,
2: season ender, season finale for a long time. Yes, it was. Of this Formula One circuit. Um, I think that at least a couple people would wish that it would go back to being the season finale. Uh, ben yeah. has his hand ben up. raised his hand. Either Japan or Brazil, please. Exactly, one of those two. Um, well, we've not
0: even seen Vegas yet, Ben. What if Vegas ends it all?
1: What if Vegas is the best track that F1 has ever built?
2: It's going to look really cool. <laughs> it's made, it is going to look very cool. It has made the Las Vegas citizens very, very angry. If you, I, that I means am, it must no, be good. no
0: as <laughs> a, as our Las Vegas expert here and our poker expert, what's the poker community thinking about this one? Uh, about they, Brazil? They are no about Las Vegas. They oh. are they are mad, brother.
2: Mm. It, so on Twitter, there is a uh, account that I follow called Las Vegas Locally, which is basically just you know local news updates. Stuff like that. They have taken away like so much stuff. Like they've drowned, they've drained the fountains over at uh, I think Caesar's so. Palace. They yes, yeah, so they've done that, and I think they've done it at the Luxor too. What? And people are mad. Why did they do that? Uh, because they have to like clean it or something. I don't oh know, no! Stands there, brother. They they care about their city. All right? Hey, they're
1: not they're not getting rid of the the fountains because the fountains
2: are supposed to be a key aspect of the actual racing. Yeah, they're the are the Bellagio fountains.
1: I thought they were the Caesar's Palace fountains.
2: No, no they're the Bellagio, the Caesar. Oh, uh, so this. the Luxor
1: and the Caesar Palace got drained. Yes,
2: yeah, so the people are mad about horrendous. it. horrendous. They've also taken out like a lot of uh, they the Rat Pat sign, the rat the Rat, rat, rat Pack. Pack sign. What? They've taken out a lot of stuff.
1: Man, uh, the little I know about Vegas comes from the Ocean's series of films, so my knowledge is very limited.
2: Brother, you gotta start following. You start. You, you gotta start going on Twitter, dog
1: why
0: because we have this conversation dude, at least brother. once every week.
1: I don't know why. It also, has to be um, a recurring conversation.
2: Speaking of that, Caesar's Palace is currently going through or was going through, I think it's over now, but they still are having issues from it. They got hacked and basically oh, yeah. all their like accounts yeah, and stuff. That. So Holy be on the lookout for that to also make a make some people mad on Twitter.
1: If you go to the race, don't don't waste your time there, I guess. It'll probably be way too expensive to get in anyways.
0: They're like putting like uh yeah block. go to circus
2: circus they got one dollar roulette there that's where you need to go
0: <laughs> if you do feel so inclined Gosh. if you do feel so inclined if you are in Vegas um but yeah I mean I'm looking forward to this race I mean we're gonna it unfortunately is no a sprint weekend so I know you're not too pleased with that one as he slams his fist on the table
1: I'm good with it I yeah, get to see qualifying on Friday
0: we get to see qualifying right now yeah but right now in the studio no
1: complaints here.
0: But Noah with a sprint weekend coming back here, I mean, how many do they have this year technically? Because is this isn't this the last sprint weekend? It's it's felt like half of them have been sprint weekend.
1: <laughs> it's only been five.
2: But it's felt like is this like
0: so the last much. one? Are
1: they
2: having one in Vegas?
1: Uh, they're not having one in Vegas because they need practice time. That's,
0: that is true. But I mean, yeah, I mean the drivers don't like it. That's
1: that's not Lewis is a fan of it. Max is
0: not. Max Lewis is not. is a big media
2: perpetrator. He he does whatever the media tells him. Max
1: is tired of of racing in general. I think he's he just wants the season over with.
2: He's like... He wants to go home to his horses like uh, Jokic. No, he's going to go home to his simulator. (sighs) Uh, That's a good point. Yeah, he's going to race virtual LeMond again.
1: That'll be fun to watch. (laughs) Oh boy. Hopefully all goes well this time. Hopefully they don't get... Yeah, Yeah, hopefully they don't get hacked again. We we did address that in a previous episode. If you do feel so inclined, go back to that one. That was a great great little topic there.
2: One um, of the 50. That was we've that had, was good We've topic. had 50 great shows. We've had over well, 200 said, great I said, segments. I said, I said one of the 50. Yes. One of the 50 shows that we've done. Well, now 51. If you feel so
0: inclined, go listen to all of them if you want to. We're if at 51 now. Share with your friends. Share with your friends yeah. if you want to. Um so yeah,
1: go ahead Ben. Well, what we have what what we have to look forward to this weekend and I I've, I've come up with a few things. Okay. Um, Ben's list. Number 1. A very tight midfield battle. Because this track has a short lap and there's not long straights. It very rarely runs into the problem of a DRS train. So, over time, obviously, the cars are going to get more spread out. But during the early stages of the race, expect there to be expect there to be, excuse me, a tight midfield battle. Another thing to look forward to is cars dealing with the weather. So currently in qualifying, obviously, as Griggs has pointed out, there's rain. And that can play into the race. Now, I don't know too much about how easily the weather can change on a Sunday or a Saturday. But here right now on Friday, it is it has been unpredictable. Uh, So expect weather to play play a factor. Another thing, and this one's not as exciting, expect Red Bull to look really good here. This track really plays to their strengths, along with, um, oddly enough, Aston Martin. They they have the chance to make an impact here as well, Um, at least to make some headway on McLaren again. They're trying out another new setup, so we'll see how that goes.
0: It was interesting with Red Bull. I mean, they all, they finished P16, P18 in the first seg- uh, race, but they were just really just trying out these hard compound tires for this weekend. That's what yeah. I ended up coming away with. So didn't really try in this practice session too much, which – Which is I, unusual which considering is the fact that there's a qualifying immediately. Especially since after. there was only one solid practice session. So I guess they wanted to try that now. Yeah. And so, I mean, that does make sense. I mean, you don't get anything for the practices. No. But, I mean, that makes a little bit of sense. But as yeah. Max is you're already talking about how the Red Bulls are doing well this weekend. So right, right. That's good.
1: Um, I, I haven't seen any real effort from Verstappen so far, and he's done quite well. Um, he has been complaining about the handling, uh, but this track is also notorious for extracting the worst out of your car. And you have to be the one that's in control, not the other way around. A lot of tracks, you can just kind of point the car in a direction and it'll go <laughs> Bahrain, Um But... <laughs> Here, excuse me guys, uh, sorry, something just came out of my chest, Um, but here there is a lot of unpredictability with the surface, um, a lot of track evolution too, so expect
0: there to be an interesting final section of qualifying. And yeah, With that, we're going to end our talk on the circuit. When we come back, we have our picks and previews for this upcoming weekend. We're going to talk about the sprint. We're going to talk about the big race on Sunday. And you bet your bottom dollar we're going to talk about our crazy predictions. So do not go anywhere. Last segment of the show is coming up next. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Um, you already know me. You know Griggs. You know Noah. We're keeping it real. We're kicking it. We're doing all of those cliches right now. All the words. All of the all of the cliches in the booth, um, and we're bringing you the best F one news, highlights, and coverage that we can provide
2: over the air. Um, Sorry, this
0: is not a booth. This is a studio. Actually, rally based studio mm-hmm. in the Melton Student Center exactly. on the campus of Auburn University. Auburn, Alabama.
2: In the state of in the state of Alabama, the
0: United States, in of America. the country of Earth, in the country of Earth. Yeah, country, what country of Earth?
2: Anyways,
1: um, we're gonna get right into it. We've got predictions and other things coming. <laughs> things that
0: just kick it. Let me do this part. Griggs, you got it, man. <laughs> I'm right. gonna give it. And with that, it's time for our picks and predictions. Our uh, our predictions for this upcoming weekend. Let's go ahead and start. Qualifying's happening right now. I mean, do we want to predict pole position? Yes. All right. Ben, poll prediction. Max Verstappen. That's quick. Noah. Uh, Max Verstappen probably, man. I'll, I'll be going Max one Verstappen. Yeah, he's well, up by a tenth, man. Apparently, <laughs> right now. But all right. Let's just go ahead and do it. Sprint, okay. Sprint race. Who's going to win that one tomorrow?
1: Sprint predictions. Uh, you want me to take it? Go for it. I think I'll take it. Um, I have Max winning again mm. in the sprint. Uh, give me Hammy, P2,
2: and... Norris, P3. All right. Noah. All right, we're going to go Piastri, P3, Charles Leclerc, P2, and Max
0: Verstappen, P1. I'm going to change that up just one. I'm going to go Lando, Norris in third, Charles Leclerc in second, and Max in first. All right. Normal prediction time. Just We'll keep it chill right here. Normal non podium prediction. Benward. Um, I expect to see one, at least
1: one Ferrari out of Q2.
0: That would mean that might be happening right now. So we'll have that answer before the show ends. Yep. Noah. Probably not, but
2: we'll see. <sighs> uh, I think we're gonna have at least two DNFs.
1: Wow.
0: Mm, um for me, we're speeding through this. Um You know what? I'm gonna do it. At this point, you guys, you guys usually say, "Don't say it." Chris. Don't do it.
1: Don't say it. Don't, don't do it. Well, I'm Al-Pin, doing it anyway. Don't do it. And no. Alpine
0: will finish top eight or above. Uh, that seems normal. Yeah. That is, that is okay.
1: Normal. So the way qualifying stands right now, they're probably going to be starting ninth, unless something crazy happens. I'm. Whoa.
0: And eh, whatever. It's okay. We, um, we can do this. My prediction is already wrong. So. Oh, it's over for Ben. So that's okay. Um, All right. Crazy prediction time, Ben. Crazy prediction?
1: Um, Well, since my crazy prediction was kind of taken by the normal one, I got to up the ante a little bit. Um, Let's see. I'd like to see Lance Stroll finish the race. No, just kidding. Um, that, That would be pretty crazy, but not crazy enough. Um, Haas, double points finish That's that's my crazy prediction
0: Haas, what finish?
1: Double points
0: Ooh. Ooh. Oh, My boy USA
1: Yeah, it's it's spicy but it that, might happen That is
0: a spicy take Noah, I see you looking up stuff right now Is this for this or is it later? It's for later, I'm trying All to right. figure out something good here
2: um, Okay my right. crazy, crazy fact that will happen because I am a fortune teller. Fact. And I know so much about this life. Ball. Um, you
0: are a you are a wheel knower.
2: I, I do indeed know ball. Um my crazy prediction is that Taylor Swit No, I'm kidding. Um mm. My prediction is that we will see another fight somewhere on Twitter between a Brazilian and maybe a Ferrari fan again. A Brazilian maybe. Ferrari fan? A Brazilian Ferrari fan and another Brazilian Ferrari fan because we are not <laughs> rational at all. Wow. All
0: right. Okay. Okay, I already said my alpine take of the week, so. I like where Noah's heading with double points for Haas because right now they have a chance with the way they're running and qualifying. Um Yeah. And- but no, I'm going to go with something that is going to get you guys very, very interested. I'm saying top five for in Aston Martin.
1: I think that might just happen.
0: I think it could. Oh. Ben is right now currently on the floor. I don't know why. I think I'm a little bit behind his I'm not, I'm watch. not
1: on the floor, but I'm very stretched out. This is incredible. Um, if you are not watching qualifying right now, and if you do you feel so inclined, feel so inclined. and no, they, you were in a location they should, they should where you were show, available man. to, listen to us and watch this qualifying session again if you do feel so inclined, because it is heating up. I said there would be a lot of track evolution, but I had no idea how much there would be.
0: But, yes, it is now time for our predictions for the race, the podium predictions. Let's start off with currently not on the floor, but almost on the floor, Benward.
1: Benward. With his podium uh, for the race. Give me Verstappen, Perez, and Norris. In
2: that order? In that order.
0: Hmm. Top two for Red Bull.
2: Noah. Ever since 2006, the Brazil national team has yet to win a World Cup. That's a soccer thing. All right. That's true. They've consistently gotten third, maybe football. If you want to call it that, but it's a soccer thing. You know who else has been on a large drought from winning grand prix? Who, Noah? The prancing horses. Stop. That's why in P three it's going to be Oscar Piastri. <laughs> P two it's going to be Max Verstappen, and in P one it is going to be Charles Leclerc.
0: I think we need to start talking about Noah with Charles Leclerc the same way you guys talk about me with Esteban Ocon. Because right now he's currently in P7. There's, you ain't got to worry about that. There's
1: no rationality here whatsoever. It's,
0: it's P2, not P3.
1: And also this is Q2,
0: not Q, Q3. Yeah, whatever. It's whatever. I,
2: hey, you, I'll
0: come over there. I was saying P7 and driver. standings. Don't do standings. that, please. I was saying P7 and driver standings.
1: Okay? Yeah, I I have my doubts.
0: But. but time for me. Okay. In P3, the honorary Brazilian himself, Sir Lewis Hamilton. In P2. Nando Loris. Who? Who? Lando Norris. I was doing a funny bit where I changed the first one. So letters. funny. I know, so funny. Original joke. And in P one. Of course. It's the man with the sick golden helmet right now. That looks very, very cool. I know Ben seeing it too. Yes, I am. I'm going with Max Verstappen. Oh, the two star, the three stars on the back for his three drivers' championships, that's pretty sick. It's clean. That's click. But I'm going with Max Verstappen. But no, before you hit that sound. You got someone's birthday tomorrow. Hey, it's Ben's twenty-first birthday tomorrow. So everyone, if you do feel so inclined, wish Ben a happy birthday whenever you get the chance. I have been though. Nope. No, 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 No. 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 But, yeah.
1: Sorry, I don't have Venmo. We don't
0: have anything. But, yes, that is going to do it for our show today. If you missed missing in today's episode, you can check it out on your favorite podcast platform a little bit later. We'll see you back here again next week. We only have a few more races to do, but we'll see you back here again next week. Same time, same place, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, wherever you do listen to this show live. But until then, for Ben McClurkin, Noah Phillips, I'm Greg work. This has been Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. We thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend, and War Eagle.
2: That's all we have today for Smooth Operators Weagle's exclusive F1 show. In case you missed some of the show or just want to relive all your favorite parts, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Till next time, this has been the Smoothest Operators of Weagle 91.1 FM.